street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. on the list. We've been here for seven episodes so far. This one's called Patience! Don't leave the cave without it! I'm joined by my wonderful, awesome, extraordinary cohorts, Ben Diesel! Ben Diesel, what's up? Ah, so good talk. So good to be with you guys. And, <laughs> and Linda Mako! What's up? Hello from Helsinki, Finland. So nice to be with you guys again and to be back here. Well, I got kicked out of the kitchen. You got kicked oh. out of the kitchen? I, that's right. We don't see a kitchen behind you. Uh, viewers for the podcast right now, uh, Linda seems to be lost in a library of some sort. <laughs> What's going on? Where I am. I, w- I do want to go through that book collection. In fact, there's a lot of stuff I want to catch up on. Uh, how about we go straight into a, a really cool catching up session called Ben, Linda's, and Ty's Excellent Weekend. Linda, I think you probably had one of the coolest weekends out of the both of us. Uh, why don't you tell us <laughs> what you've been up to? Well, this weekend was cool in that I've been planning on going out doing my first outdoor SE. Oh, congratulations. Ever. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So now I've got two year lights and um, I've got everything sorted in the way of like my setup. And I've chosen a park. Um, I still have to, I think, call the city to see if I can do it. Like, if there are any issues with me setting up a table and doing something like that. Mm. That's fair. Um, but I, I reckon it should... Like, Finland is like, we're all about rules and regulations. Sure. So <laughs> I know enough that I, I have to call the city and say, like, I'm going to be setting up a table and just so that they know that it's... So you're going for a table setup? Sorry? You're going for a table setup? Or is it going to be like a hybrid of the two? What do you think? Yeah, I was thinking I would take the table set up, and I think the same day I'll probably try to do the without the table, mm. just because I haven't done either. And I, yeah. I'm kind of like a, a moving person. I like sure. To move and jump around and like approach people. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I think so. That. I think what you should just be really open to is experimenting many different styles many different ways of doing it because there's no one right way to try se and i think whatever makes you more comfortable will enhance your ability to have conversations with people in a comfortable format um and that's so cool interesting because on the one hand i like the thing about sitting at the table and people come to me if they want to like you've expressed that you're reading a book and then they just come and and sit if they feel like it mm-hmm. and i like that uh, as an idea but i just know myself that i get really so curious and so excited and um, so I might do some jumping around <laughs> and see how that works. Um, Alan, who's also now started his own channel in uh, Spain, he mentioned that he's had trouble to get people to actually agree to be filmed. Mm. And he's got a standing setup, and I thought about it, and I think that if he goes to a seated setup, he might be find it easier to get people who are actually comfortable with being filmed because they come to you. Right. So they might feel more comfortable... By default, you're kind of selecting that people are open to this kind of thing rather than walking up to them. 
Uh, I think for, for my setup, it's probably better that I'm walking around because right. it's much more difficult to get somebody to stop and show interest than it is to actually get them to agree to for whatever weird reason. I think there's potential for a hybrid setup where you have a camera on a stationary stand that's not on the table, but it's nearby you as you're standing up. And then yeah. you still do the stand-up approach, but you're filming it from the third perspective. It's not a camera that's on you anymore. And I think I'm really excited for the person who will eventually do it that way. Because I saw some videos or some pictures of people talking about the setup hypothetically on the SE study group on Facebook.com. And I think it's a really cool potential for a hybrid stand-up sit-down kind of style. Have you guys seen um, Jeff Ryman? He's actually using that setup. He's really? more doing street preaching at the moment. He's interested in trying AC and I'd love to see him get into some serious streets epistemology. But yeah, it works very well. It's, it's cool. nice. It gives a good view of the conversation. I, I think it works very well. And like I said, Can I'm... Can I hear you correctly? He's a street preacher? Yeah. Um, he, he joined the street epistemology study group. Um, but the approach he has is he wants to teach people about the Bible. So he, he asks questions to understand what people believe. Specifically, he asks them, uh, you know, what do you think happens after we die? But it's not so much really trying to understand what they're doing. Uh, it seems to me that he's more interested in asking a question that leads the conversation in a specific way that allows him to, to preach a bit. Mm. So, yeah, I've been engaging with him to see if I can convince him to tweak his approach a bit. So I'm hopeful. It'll be very cool. <laughs> Keep it up. And I, and I do strongly believe that anybody could do SE regardless of what their mindset or their level of belief is it's a method that can work well for everybody and through the process of doing better se i think it's good for whatever mind state you're in as well but we haven't gone around the table yet ben how was your weekend i think we had the same weekend we were talking about this before but ben how was your excellent weekend <laughs> i had a, a very cool weekend and also a very boring weekend which is also sometimes a good thing uh i went and did some ac okay i set up a, a questionnaire yeah! I tried out this weekend. It was very fun. It's, it's a bunch of questions that just kind of see how somebody's worldview works, how they form beliefs, how they view reality. And a couple of people I just went through the questionnaire. Uh, they found it, well, it seemed to me at least that they were enjoying it. These two guys who I'm actually releasing a video about tomorrow really loved it. Uh, it worked very well with two people because they were bouncing their answers off of each other. And yeah, for the rest of the weekend, I decided to spend some quality time with my wife, which Aww. at this point in our lives means playing World of Warcraft. Boo! <laughs> One of the worst games, but still, good time, I guess. Do you play together on the same, like, laptop or, like, keyboard? Or, like, are you on the same network? Like, when you play, no, how does that work? We've got a little computer room where I'm sitting right now. She's actually right next to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So on separate computers, but in the same world, basically. Yeah. Not bad, not bad, not bad, not bad. I was, so, uh, for my excellent weekend, I got to um, a thing where I'm trying to play some of the old school games that I never had a chance to play while I was growing up. And I'm playing Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door, and I got that game by trading another game to one of my co-workers. And so I'm finally able to play, like, these old school games that I never had a chance to. I'm really Whoa. digging it. There's a game that's called, coming up really soon called, yeah, it's a Steven Universe game, and the Steven Universe is, like, this cartoon series that's out in America. 
but uh, or around the world really, but uh, they're coming out with a video game for PC that's very similar to Paper Mario, and I'm playing this Paper Mario game just to get over the crux of how badly I want to play that PC game, which should be coming out possibly in the next 24 hours. There's been no official date. They just said August, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Anyway, that's been my excellent weekend. I think we're all having a good time, but there's one thing that I love more than talking about ourselves, and I do love talking about ourselves so much. But that is listening to other people talk about us <laughs> in a section I like to call, Where's the Love? Where is the love? The love. The love. Linda, why don't you take us out on Where's the Love today? Yeah, we have feedback from our last episode, episode six. Um, holy um, Encounters by the Ark was the name of that episode. And um, Tyrone um, shared a video for critique um, that he had um, filmed outside of the, the Ark. I thought you might could you say something about that before I... Sure, why not? So I did... So ben and I, ben and I did a study session while we were missing you. Uh, you were sick, and we were saying, okay, let's let's see what we can pull together. So we got our Pokemon cards together <laughs> and try to do a quick little study session on a video that I did while I was at the Ark Encounter protest, which was, I think, about a month ago in northern Kentucky. Uh, there's a life-size rebuilt statue of the Ark. And we don't have an issue with so much the arc itself, but more or less the hiring practices and the business practices by the company. Um, they only hire very specific kinds of Christians. They actually will not hire like Jewish people or like people who are like Baptists or like people who are like not in their particular church, which is against the law here in the United States. But mm. no one seems to have a particular issue. Like you're not supposed to bias based on like religious background. Um, uh, obviously atheists wouldn't be hired there too they have like a questionnaire they also take out 2% of your paycheck to fund the museum because less mm. and less people are coming to like go to there so they're actually taking the money out of like actual wages of the people there and they're already making wow. minimum wage already so they're technically paying them less than what's federally allowed and then there's a bunch of other tax things that they're doing where they like constitute their building as like not a religious place but like as a uh what is it what is it called a government use or Main public purpose? access building yeah it's just like there's a whole bunch of there's a whole quagmire of like very small meticulous things that they're doing that's mm. overall just kind of like a black eye of how kentucky handles its money financially and so we went yeah. over there to protest that we had some counter protesters there too and we, when we, when I went there with my SE table, we went from two people arguing with each other from like opposite sides to like people around the tent that we were doing our SE talks at and willing to listen to each other, even if it wasn't their side speaking, they were listening to each other voice their opinions and stuff like that. I think I did about 30-ish interviews that day. Some of them were salvageable. Some of, some of them weren't. Just <laughs> I was set up right next to like the loudspeakers, so there was some speeches going on, and there was like, really bad pop music being played at the same time, too. But I had a really fun time, and the video that we went over was oh, a short one where a guy came up with the reason why he did believe in a god, and he was using the argument from creation. And um, I said, hey, do you have a way of recognizing creation? Basically, he said no. So I'm like, then what's the argument for how we can validate or confirm if something is created or not? And he basically said, I don't know. And I was like, great. Here's like some of my cards. If you want to like think about this more, I'll be really happy to hear back from you. So that's about mm -hmm. it. I really liked that video. Oh, 
feedback, sorry. Um, <laughs> I really liked that video and I really loved that because um, in the beginning there you were um, kind of like talking about what um, an atheist is and he had a different definition than your, yours and I really loved the way that you were really like communicating and clarifying and it was a really nice tone to the conversation mm. that otherwise could like start with, I'm not what you're saying I am and how do you, dare you call me that and that's what not what I mean, you know? Right. Like, but it was really good. That was my take on that. So we've got the love, the, the uh, feedback for that um, show. We've got Peter Booker, uh, Tuhinga, says, Ta is the man. His truthful brilliance at negotiating <laughs> obstacles within the dialogue is, for me, awe-inspiring. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. A man gifted with brilliant intellect. All right, we'll push it. <laughs> I'm envious, to say the least. Thank you very much. Who wrote that? Who wrote that? Hi. That was Peter Buka. Oh, thank you, Peter Buka. I appreciate it. I need to mention to the, the podcast listeners that Ty is blushing at the moment. I'm always <laughs> blushing. I'm in a state of blush. I heard that immediately. And Devin Dukes says, keep up the great work, guys. Thank Thanks, you, Peter. And Christy Santiago uh, writes, just had my fifth SE conversation. I've not, no gear yet, uh, so I haven't been able to record. But I find that people are really willing to examine their beliefs with this method. I'm so excited about the future because of SE. I find all your vids so very helpful. Keep up this wonderful way of changing the world, one conversation at a time. Wonderful. I love that. Thanks, Christy. And we're so proud of you for going out and having chats with people. That's awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. You're such a courageous person. It literally just takes one conversation at a time to change the world. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, welcome. Ngat 40 Whoa, we got a lot of feedback. Holy, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Says, great stuff yet again. An idea, Ty. Okay. You left in with the question. This rock is a creation. What are we doing in our heads to determine that that is a creation? Okay. Leaving the encounter with a question for them is a common thing in your videos. That's great. Could it be helpful for them for you to write out the question on the back of your card? Oh. It can only take a minute or two, but it would help them remember the crux of the conversation and how to lead, how it led to pivoting question. That's a good idea. Mm. I'd... Yeah, yeah, I can write, writing questions on the card and then handing that to the person. I think that's good. I'd also recommend when someone who's maybe like a very ardent believer does come in contact with you by email, um, I know what my, some of my limitations are, and it's that I'm not really good at SE over text, um, like over emails and stuff. It tends to get clouded a little bit, and people tend to be more unwilling to change the mind when like talking or conversing because the tone of what I'm saying doesn't really like hit the right tones that they needed to mm. hear. So what I would try to do, or maybe as a recommendation is, uh, suggest that they visit the SE study group. Instead, we have like role play groups as well. We also have critique SE groups as well in our SE, uh, Facebook, uh, groups. And they're, they, from there, they'll be free to like engage in either the study of SE or like critiquing SE from their perspective as someone who's recently met a SE enthusiast, or even like just like having an opportunity to learn more about it because we also have a learn SE function there too. And like I said, it's good for everybody. But I think that's like a good resource to recommend them to more so than 
continuing to probe them in an SE format when you're not face to face anymore. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, uh, I think it's a very good idea. Um, how, how often do people actually contact you? I know a lot of people after the after encounters spoke to you, but yeah, that's they, something which I've found I don't really get that many people who follow up. I got some follow-ups, but they haven't really been productive. Um, I was trying to like I don't I like it was it's harder when you're you, when the text is there and they're saying I think it's this, and then I have a record of what they said. I'm like, do you know everything else says not that? And they're like, no, it does. And I'm like, here's the links to show it. And they're like, well, here's my links. And I'm like, those links also agree with mine. And here's like photo screen copies of it. Like, why are we still having this discussion? It's like, well, none of that matters. Let me talk about the other thing. I'm like, I don't know if I can have a really good conversation with you anymore. So I think okay, so, so those conversations went very evidence-based, like as in, yeah. let me put my stuff on the table, you put your stuff on the table, that type of approach. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. really down with that. I don't think I can work with that very well. So yeah. I think it would be best to just transfer them to the study group. There might be people there who have their skill sets based on text-based approaches or who would be willing to answer their questions in a more 24-7 kind of like fashion. And it would also be good to get other perspectives as well because if they just hear from me, then it just becomes my point of view versus theirs. Um, yeah. It might take a community approach. And it's good to have good communities. And I think the SE Facebook group is a great community to uh, uh, suggest and lead them to. Anyway. Yeah, um, I'm a bit slow with my response to that. But, yeah, I think it's um, perfectly fair and fine to, to, um, to um, uh, direct people to the, to the Facebook page. Yeah. It gives people there, people to interact with. And then um, I think it's really good that, that we, we listen to ourselves also, like uh, how much SE we can do and if we're overloaded that um, – Sure. We um, respectfully decline to engage. Mm. And we'll right? we will put a link to the SE Facebook groups in the description of this video for anyone who wants to check that out. Uh, yeah. For the preview of today's show, so we're going to go over one of Ben's videos. Uh, he talked with an awesome lady named Jenny. I swear everyone from South Africa is like a model of some sort, <laughs> straight out of a Gap magazine. But... Um, I'm really excited to see the brief glimpse or brief brief glimpse of Ben's face <laughs> in this video too. Uh, but Up before my nose. Uh, right, but before we go <laughs> before we get into the video, uh, let's go over today's bit. Uh, just letting you guys know uh, the scores from episode five. Uh, just because we were having some issues with some of the audio, will just be reset. Uh, so everyone's back at one. We'll keep it easy to track. There's no stinker card in play. Everyone's playing from the same uh, level, same score. And the bit today is colors. And the way how the game goes is we try to sneak in colors into the talk. The person who does it the most without getting caught gets the most points and at the end wins the show. Um, if you get caught, though, if someone calls you out, they get your point. And so the whole thing is just try to sneak in colors into the conversation and it, game helps because it helps to exercise really good listening skills all right so everyone cool with that colors yeah. we're gonna lock the vote <laughs> okay uh, i didn't stretch before i did that my arms all messed up okay ben it's all your show cool um so yeah just a bit of an intro to what we talked about and um so jenny was my first talk of the day. It was about five weeks ago that I spoke to her. And it was a very interesting talk for me because Catholic, she's a Catholic and Catholicism is really kind of a minority in South Africa. Um, we're 
similar to America where most people here are Protestant because it was fleeing from Europe and its terrible inquisition and all that. And uh, it was a very nice talk. The one thing that I was worried about at the end of the talk is I felt that she didn't really enjoy it. So that's why I thought this might be a good clip to get your guys' feedback on to see where I might have gone wrong and kind of lost her in the talk. Cool. So yeah, let's jump into it. All right, starting now. Because this camera has been being a bit finicky. Cool. We got to see Ben's face, by the way. Just just popping that out. <laughs> that was just a rare moment. So great. My, my name is Ben. I'm Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. Very nice to meet you, Jenny. Do you mind if we just maybe uh, stand over here? I'm going to try not to catch too much of the traffic noise. But uh, J-E-I-E. Cool. Awesome. Uh, who are you writing now? I'm going to write it off this. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. For a long time. How's it been going? Good, actually. It's okay. Really good. Awesome. Yeah. What are you studying? I do IT biology. Very cool. No, no, no. <laughs> no it's, <laughs> it's not a good. It's fun, but yeah. Okay, is it I'm something you're very interested in? Adapting to everything. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, know it can be very stressful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, um, what belief would you like to talk about? Like, well, I am Catholic Christian. Okay. So okay, cool. Catholic Christian. Um, I'd like to get it to kind of a, a, a truth claim. Yeah. Something about reality. So, what 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 would be a fair summation of a, a truth claim in Catholic Christianity? Jeez, oh, I'm not sure. Actually, a easy one might be God exists. Oh, prayer works. Yeah, God exists. Um, okay. I know, like most Catholic churches, has this uh, yeah, you pray to saints. Mm -hmm. Which I, but don't think like the priest is really that into it. Like, okay. Like really, it's like basically it's like. Asking he explained it like you can just well ask like your friend or whatever to pray for you as well. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's or that idea people really have that wrong usually. So um but yeah. Okay, so cool. That's very interesting. Yeah, God exists. Cool. So the Christian God exists. Awesome. Um can you just tell me a bit about what what this belief means to you, what what your kind of definition of God is? Okay, so my definition of God is like, uh, there's a, he lives in all of us. Okay. So he is, he, I really feel like he's here all the time. Okay. It doesn't matter what you're doing or what you're thinking, even if you're feeling like lost, he doesn't love me anymore and all of that. Okay. Like that happens to everyone. So even through those times, and if you get back on your feet and you're like, oh, this isn't actually that bad, like you'll realize, but he did this for me and he helped me with this and he kept me he got me through those things like afterwards I'm like why did i even doubt it okay yeah cool interesting yeah. um if if you had to rate your confidence on whether this is the truth on a scale of zero to a hundred yeah where zero would be you know you're not sure of this at all you've just got questions and a hundred would be you know you're all confidence no questions on whether this is the truth okay. 90, okay. I think most of us like doubt sometimes. Okay. And then that's when I feel he's like, well, don't doubt me. Like, still be on your knees for doubting me. And then when you get back up, then he just shows you this amazing world and amazing things. So, yeah, I feel like believing, like keeping the belief is really important. Okay. Keeping the belief is really important. Matt, if we stop right here? Yeah. Okay.
Um, just one quick note. Uh, she said she was a 95 on the scale. And uh, mm -hmm. I like the the casual clarification of what you meant, what what she meant by ninety five. Um, it's 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 more of just a question of like, so uh, how, what did that ninety five mean to you? Does she know where the boundaries of the zero to one hundred is? Does she know like what a hundred percent represents and what a zero percent represents? Do you? Yeah, I, 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 it's really a question that I try to ask every time nowadays um, because I've. I've found exactly that people see it as almost the binary sometimes mm. and um, somebody might say 80% but they really see it as they do don't really have any doubts they might just have questions about how God works or something like that so no. clarifying that is very useful mm. um, I actually thought about doing the Ferrari experiment if it doesn't take mm. too long just to give them a better idea of, of a prob probabilistic approach one thing I'd one thing that I dislike about the Ferrari experiment is that it takes a long time to go through. It it's a long thought mm. experiment. And I tend to only use it when I have to use it, if I use it at all. Um, it's hard to deal with, like, the IP's thinking at the time with the scale that hasn't really been, I, um, uh, how do I put it? What, yeah, exactly. And so normally whenever I give that kind of a scale, 0 to 100, I'd be like, where 0 is like, you just don't blah, 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 blah. Where 100 is like, I'm absolutely correct. There's no way I could be wrong. Where do you think you are on that? And that tends to like be the uh, uh, just kind of like a helpful calibration. And then even if they say they're 100 still, to follow up with like more questions. Like, so you're 100, you're absolutely sure, you don't need any evidence, you stopped asking questions, yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, cool. Just making sure what, that we both are on terms of what we mean by 100. And then as the conversation yeah. continues, it'd be a good way to like just revisit that number. For me, it was a bit unclear what she was 95% uh, sure about. Mm. Um, also? It's several things in the beginning there. Um, for me, it, it was kind of like, I wasn't sure what she was. Was she 95% sure that she had this faith for God or that this God exists? I, I yeah. Okay, no, I didn't really catch that. Yeah. I, I... We narrowed it down to God exists, and I think that's what I wrote in the forward. So I'm not sure if maybe she might have gone a bit past that. Uh, something which which I picked up, and I'd, I'd love to see if I get it back into this in this conversation. I haven't really watched this video lately, but um, she dropped two very interesting statements. Oh, Fred, and already she said that sometimes she doubts, and. Um, Sometimes she feels like God isn't there. And later on, there's this correcting mechanism that, that gets her back to a point where she says, why did I ever think that? And um, the scale should... If I had to do this talk again, I wouldn't have gone with the scale now because I think I lost that thread going forward in the conversation. I don't think you ever lose anything. I mean, it's always willing to like take a couple of steps back. Um, if anything, it's yeah. cool that you recognize that there was just multiple paths to get to your goals. And that, how do I put it? In a conversation, you're always sacrificing uh, many, many, many more routes that you can go on as a consequence of choosing one of the routes that you do want to go on. And you never know what's going to happen at the end. And that's what makes the whole thing fun. So yeah. <laughs> just keep going with it. I think you were doing great. Um, uh, one other weird thing. Uh, so... You, 
moved slightly at the start of the conversation. What was the direction of the traffic? This might be a little bit of like a, a weird, obscure thing to ask, but you're saying like there was bad traffic when you had your back to it, but when your face is to it, it's not bad anymore? Yeah, this is a this is a weird, weird little street. Um, so there's a very <laughs> busy street right towards my back. So there's okay. a street running parallel to us, oh. but down to a, a street corner, which is very busy. Okay. So this is kind of a little, right, right in front of her, right behind her, there's a gate that goes into the university itself, which is much less traveled. So you're using your body as a way to muffle audio? Is that accurate? Yeah. Dude, that that, that's so sharp. Truthfully, I wouldn't have come up with something like that myself. Okay, great job, man. All right, so ready to keep going? So um, what convinces you most that the God exists? Well, I've, like, I've experienced, I wouldn't call it a miracle, but okay. times you can actually realize, wow, he actually saved me there and he actually looked after me. Or like, let's say I was crossing the road and just right after I crossed the road, someone's in an accident. Like, he protected me from that. I, okay. It could have been me. Like, situations where you're like, wow, it just happened a split second after I got out of the way. Yeah. Like that definitely is to me like unprotected. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you never had experiences like that in your life, uh, where you you were in danger potentially, or, or you know you you had this slight mist where something bad could have happened but it mm. didn't, do you think you would, would still have held the belief as strong as you do? Yeah, I think so. Like okay. I've grown up in a Christian family pretty much all my life. Okay. Um, so I think it would and you get the stories even if it didn't happen to me personally you, you like hear the stories and mm. like who wouldn't believe your mom if she tells you something like you, okay. you ha really have to think really otherwise to not believe your mom so yeah okay so so the, your, your, the, the fact that your mom told you some of these stories um that that she was a very convincing part of the belief of course yeah okay. and church as well like and I church if i don't go to church on a sunday like the following week would be just like everything would go wrong and then if you go to church you're like okay oh, that's it's fine life's okay. okay i can do this yeah like it just i think it just really lifts your spirits and it gives you motivation for the week so okay if we you mentioned a, a bunch of different reasons now if we had to go and like chart them out and say you know jenny which of these is to you the core of this belief is a yeah. pillar on, on which all of the rest kind of stand. What would you say is, is that the part of the belief for you or well, the, like the reason? Said, keeping the faith. Okay. Like, just keep believing, keep staying positive. Like I know there's been actual like scientific research between positive and negative thinking. Even okay. if you're not like believing in a God or something. Can we break the video okay. here for not, a second? Like, sure. Believing in a God. Because there's so much, I'm just afraid I'm going to Because <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is just the, the one point where I was like, I don't know if you guys are talking about the same thing anymore, and I'm going to kind of repeat what I said in the beginning. I don't know if she's answering the questions of how she knows that God is true. I think she's still talking about the pillars for her faith. Right. Mm. It's, um, it's something which I've seen a lot coming, uh, coming up a lot in criticism of AC where uh, people say, listen, faith isn't a method to get to truth. Faith is a reaction to evidence. So you, it's basically trust that you get when there is evidence for some belief. 
And um, yeah, some of the questions, if you're not familiar with AC Sound Weird, like asking somebody if they never had this experience, would they still have the belief? It's not to kind of say, oh, this is a stupid experience, it shouldn't mean anything. It's more a situation of where you want to see, is this actually, you gave it as a reason, but does it really affect your confidence? So the idea there is to say, uh, to kind of take a shortcut to say, rather than trying to unpack this reason that you just gave, to see if it has an effect. But yeah, do you, so you think it's she's more talking about the faith and not really, you, you think it's fair to, to still think that she uses faith to convince herself that God, that God exists, Linda? Um, I don't think she's talking in those that way. I, I don't hear it like that. Yeah, um, okay. Can I tell you how I, I hear it? She's talking about why, why her faith is real, what her faith kind of like um, is. And I also wanted to say about the the example that she gives about if... And I understand the whole taking a shortcut thing, like getting to what the real reason for mm. her um, being convinced that God is true. But I kind of like don't think you're on that... Um, road at all that's why i think this is kind of like you're missing each other I, of could, course i could be wrong can i throw in a point but just with the example um, <laughs> and, and also that you believe your mom she said that too that, that you would no. always believe your mom so so what i kind of was like why not use those examples without like negating the examples uh entirely to make the shortcut but to use them like well if you would have gotten hit by the car would that then mean that god did didn't exist mm. and, and kind of repeat the whole existing thing, the question that you're asking. Mm. And then like, have, has your mom ever told you things? And then it was shown that she was mistaken about something that she um, thought was true. Like, is, is that possible? Kind of like, te- um, use the examples yeah. in a way where we're clarifying the question even more. Um, so, while previously, I've kind of, Start, I've started to avoid that purposefully. Okay. Um, the reason why I do that is it puts, or I've, I've found that sometimes it puts a negative spin on the conversation. Ooh. It's like somebody puts it, gives a reason, and you're like, oh, but what if this happened? And it's completely the opposite. So it, it, to me, it, it seems as if it pushes a, a very combative attitude that that person might feel like you're trying to tear down each of these reasons, which isn't really what I'm trying to do. Sure. So I thought that that it's saying, does if this does this really affect your confidence? Is a almost a more polite way to to ask it, but I might be wrong. Could I make a point? Um, instead of going yeah. directly into the questions, could you frame the next couple of questions that you'll ask? So if someone says, "Hey, I really think X is true," you can say, "Oh, wow, that's really cool." Would you mind if I gently challenge that for just a quick second? I'd like to see what that idea is about. Is that all right with you? Yeah, mm. cool. It's like, okay, great. So then I guess uh, what would happen if blah, blah, blah wasn't happening in the case? I think what's going on in the video right now is she doesn't realize that you're about to gently challenge her positions. And so that when you ask her the questions that you're asking, she's more lost on a close but not quite parallel train of thought. And she's sort of yeah. describing like what's important to her, whereas you're asking why it's important to her. And I don't think it, it would benefit to explicitly make it clear what kind of like questions or like what kind of answers you would expect from the questions mm. that you're asking. That's actually something I've, I've also started doing is to specifically when I ask somebody if they want to talk to me, say, listen, I'm not just going to ask you what you believe and why you believe it. I'm, I'm also going to challenge mm. what what you believe just to frame the conversation a bit better because i yeah i think you're exactly right or you can even she sees this as 
an opportunity to talk about her beliefs, not so much reflect on them. And you could also say, oh, go for it, Linda. <laughs> so one thing, um, are you intentionally avoiding the word true in this also? Because I feel like I keep on being like, oh, why, why, why don't, doesn't Ben just say, like, um, how does the, the thing that the faith gives you is positive and gives you motivation, how does that relate to it being true or not? Mm. No. The whole that we're, we're looking for. Yeah, I don't think I've avoided the word true now. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Good point. A more casual way of saying, can I gently challenge, could just be, I'd really like to find out more about that. Would you mind if I ask some questions that just, like, try to, like, understand how that works? Cool. Mm. Awesome. So, what do you mean when you say blah, blah, blah? And then you can start that whole uh, train of thought progress, uh, SE style. And I think um, yeah. that leads you to some interesting places, too. Um, anyway, I think you're handling it really well. Her body language is really open. Uh, do you want to get back to the video and see what more we can progress? Sure. Okay, cool. The positive thinking part of it, it really influences you and how your day works out. Like, it's hard to be positive, but it works. It really does. It's hard to be positive. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in your in first world. year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, faith is a, is a very interesting word to me. Yeah. Because to different people, it, it might have different meanings. Yeah. So, um, what would you say is, is your definition of faith? Okay. Just keep trusting in God. Just trust okay. that even if this doesn't feel like this is going to be happening, this mm. should be happening. Just trust that He has got a plan. This is happening for a reason. Just keep trusting. Okay. Yeah. So, would it be fair to kind of uh, call it trust? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, trust. Okay. Cool. Um. So this this. This trust is a, a mechanism which you use to conclude, to, to hold that high confidence as a belief. Is that, yeah. is that right? Yeah. So, how kind of does that, that work? Can somebody trust in something and it not be true? I suppose so. Like, take a person, for instance, a lot of people go out and just trust in people. And they've got this, oh, they're so friendly and charming and all of that. But behind the scenes, like, they're bragging on their back. Okay. So that does happen. But, like, I don't feel like that would be happening with God. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what convinces you that that is not the case with God? That is not the case with God. Well, in the Bible, it says he's a forgiving God. Okay. Like, he will punish you, but not because, like, Oh, I want to punish you. It's so fun. It's because you have to learn through experiences and realize, okay, this is what I'm here for, or this is what I have to do with my life, or this is why I exist. Mm. Okay, so so the Bible paints God a, a, in a picture, or in a way that where you you can't see that He would be that person who, who yeah. doesn't deserve the trust necessarily. And it also, I think it depends on how you as a person interpret the Bible. There okay. are so many different Your interpretation of this that kind of gets you to the point where you say, cool, I, I can trust in God. Um, how, how did you come to that interpretation? Well, I've, like, as I said, I've experienced it. Okay. I know He saved me and I know He's protected me, but I think without God I wouldn't be able to study. Mm. Because we don't have the finances to study and so just so right before that. I got 
like accepted and whatever. My mom inherited enough money to sustain me for two years. Okay. So I was like, okay, wow, this is cool. I'm mm. supposed to be trying, but I have to work hard. I have to be doing this. Okay. So the, the personal experience, um, you know, for example, and thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. it's very nice. I'm really glad you can be here. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so many people don't have that. Yeah, that's. I am. I'm actually helping the lady who worked for us. Uh, helping her daughter out as well to go yeah. to university, and it just. Yeah, it's, it's it's if you think about what that kind of opens the doors it opens up yeah. for you in life. It's it's amazing. You can really change your entire life by being here. And other people's lives. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's great. Um so yeah. Can I make a quick point? Um yeah. I love that you took a break from the questioning just to like make some remarks that aren't necessarily related to like her faith. Just like have a moment to just take a breath. It really helps out. And I can see some really great positive uh, body language on our part from just the aspect that you're having more of a conversation than and less of an interrogation. Like she's really responding well to that. And I think it's really important for other people who are like going out there and doing SC, like these breaks that you take in conversations where you just take a moment to reflect and maybe offer some personal story about you, tangents on the side, jokes, whatever. It's really, really good to just break up the conversation and make it sound like more of a natural conversation that you could actually have if you didn't have cameras or if you didn't have like a GoPro on your shoulder and you want to talk with your friend and they might take a tangent but you can go on that tangent with them and then eventually maybe get back to the more important topics at hand but at least both of you guys are more relaxed because you know that it's not a strict uh, questioning session. Mm. Um, I also like that the break and I actually would have um, my feedback here would have been from the beginning to this point to have more of the breaks and more of the repeating what she's saying so that she feels um, heard and maybe with more of that, you, you did do some, but with more of that maybe some of the confusion that I think is the problem with this um, um, uh, conversation, like mm. why it's not like super great, is I think you're kind of like talking, um, um, you're not um, meeting each other. And one example that I at least hear uh, and I would love to hear what you guys think, is that she is describing, and you even say this um, uh, in your question, you say trust in God, um, and I think she is describing her trust in God and her, her like um, trials and tribulations with that, or uh, that, but not about the trust that God exists or mm. that is real, but how you use trust to, to conclude that God is real or exists. She's still mm. talking about how she can trust God. Is God trustworthy mm. or not? Yeah. And not is trust a trustworthy or reliable method to conclude that something exists? Exactly. I think the question is, how do you, tra how do you transition from where you're at right now to asking how faith is a reliable way to come to a true conclusion? And like mm. taking these reprieves in the conversations are also a good chance for you to think about like, where am I at this conversation? Where's my goal? How can I get there? Okay, let's try this again from now that we've taken a couple steps back, let's see if we can get, make a more optimized line of reasoning to the thing that I'm trying to show to my interview partner. Yeah. <laughs> Just short. Well, you, short guys <laughs> you guys are giving such good feedback, I don't even know what to say. He's a real fandango of us. Check it out. Okay. All right. Next.
Uh, you ready to go back into it? Yeah. All right. Also, note that we are still competing to try to sneak in colors. I don't want colors any, are impossible. I don't want any, I just said Fandango. No one called it. I got another point. I have no. I didn't even know Fandango. that's a color. Oh, idea that Fandango is a color. See exactly. So then. you know what it's like when you're doing SC with people and they tend to like like when you keep asking questions, they can like even sigh or groan and everything but, like that. You know that, right? Can't we just wipe the slate clean and say we start now? No, because <laughs> if we did, I just got another point right now. I just said brown, which is Swedish for green. Brown is not a color. Swedish no. for green is grown. There is no Swedish Linda, in you should have got it. Oh, so we could use different you languages You can use any now. language you want to. Get in on this. Get in on this. Oh, did you, oh, Ben just got in. He snuck in. Ben just got in. <laughs> Linda, you're officially at the last. You got in with Slate. We'll cover the score over a while. But anyway, guys, listen up. This is a this is a this is both a game as well as a show. I'm crushing it on the scorecard right now, Linda. You need to get on the board. You can use any language you want. You can use any fancy colors you want, but you gotta cut. You gotta get in there because we're 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 cutthroat. All right. Anyway, you ready? Here we go. Rest of the video. If we had a guy walk up to us and he's from a completely different religion, maybe he believes in the Greek gods, he believes in Zeus or, or whatever, yeah. and uh, there's somebody who's, who's completely impartial, he, they might not have been raised in a specific religion, and they listen to the two of you, and they're interested in, in finding the true God to follow, yeah. if, if that person then the, the guy who believes in Zeus also uses faith, so trust, to conclude that the God is real. Yeah. How would the, the person who's impartial figure out which one is true? Okay, so I've watched the video as well, the documentary, about this guy, I think he went into like 27 different religions. Okay. And he said the basis is all the same. Like mm. all of them believe in a higher Force. Okay. And maybe just all of them have a different name for the same person. Like I wouldn't, I couldn't trust anyone or force him to be what I want him to be or what I am. Like that's entirely his choice. But um, maybe like we've got it all wrong. Like maybe all of these different religions are all actually praying to the same person. They just okay. have different names. Yeah, yeah. that's very interesting. Yeah. Um. How convincing was that documentary to you, just for interest's sake? Well, I think like feeling that person has feelings he has to jump between all the religions. Mm. He must have been really lost in himself and then realized that the basis is all the same. Everything has got the same grounds. Everyone's basic foundation is built on the same things. So what? This is not so bad, actually. Okay. Um, do you think that's a accurate summation of, of, of world religions no like there are many like I mean there are people who like just don't believe in God like that's nonsense mm. like don't like just don't even talk to me about it and people who think the devil is their God and you know like stuff like that happens they're not all religions and um, I definitely feel like religions praying to things like an actual thing that's on earth okay um i don't think that could come to the same like L principle uh, okay um because in the bible it says as of uh, you shouldn't pray to any other god mm. and that um, includes people money uh lust 
all of that, but yeah. into make religions out of that without realizing it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, so. So to you, it's possible that 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 might actually be true that there's this this one God, and uh, but you might have a specific interpretation of of him which might not be that accurate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but who would know? Like, how do you know? That's that that is the question. Yeah. How would how would you go about trying to find out? You just wait. Okay. You just wait and keep trusting. Like that's. What What do you mean if uh, if you just wait? You just wait and see. Like. You're not going to realize it while you're still on earth. Like, no one's going to figure that out. Okay. Unless God actually comes to you and says, listen, this is me, this is who I am. And then comes it out and what, what if, what if this is a false prophet? Mm. Because there's been so many of those. So, while we're still on earth, there's, if I, if I hear you correctly, while we're still on earth, there's not really a way. I wouldn't think so, no. Because, okay. um, I think, like, live the best life you can do mm. you can live um, don't like lie and steal and do things that in other people's eyes are also inhumane like yeah. just be honest be a good person help people I feel like even if you don't believe in God and heaven is where you're gonna go then if you've been a good person throughout your life like he would still be like oh, okay. you haven't done anything really wrong Hmm. Um, I might be wrong, but to me, it, it, a lot of the religions seem to not be exactly on, on the same page. Yeah. In terms of um, uh, that, there are other factors which which come in rather than just good deeds, yeah. which will lead to you being yeah. being rewarded. So, um, do you think it's it's important to to try and find the truth about? these God claims. Well, I would think so. Like, I think that it okay. makes religion easier. Mm. Yeah, definitely. If we can't figure it out in our, well, there's no way for us to figure it out before we're dead. Um, do we, can we ever say that we've, we're justified to have a high confidence? Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Like for me, being a person who's experienced it, I definitely have mm. a high confidence. Okay, okay. So the experience justifies the high confidence. Yeah. Um, and if we go back to the guy who believes in Zeus, yeah. And I mean, he's he prays, and he sees sees these things happen in his life, which really just makes him conclude. You know, my my personal experience is this is real. This is working for me. Yeah. Could he be? also be at 90% in, in this belief based on that? Yeah, as I say, it depends on person to person. Okay. We cannot force anyone mm. to follow any kind of religion. Absolutely. And I'm one of those guys. Don't be a bad person. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Just don't be a bad person. I, I completely agree with you. It's, it's to me, it's everybody, is the, well, everybody has the right to believe in yeah, exactly what exactly. they want to. And I, I feel so strongly about that, you know, I'll, I'll fight for it. Yeah. I wrote down so much, <laughs> but I still think you're kind of like talking uh, past each other. I thought that maybe, like, um, uh, like I kept on feeling like, just say it, Ben, just repeat the real question. Like, say it, like, if we cannot know if God is real, <laughs> instead of God, <laughs> if we cannot, you know, what was it, um, 
if, if we don't know if we have the right interpretation and things like that. It's, mm. I was thinking that you guys were now talking about who's got the right interpretation. Well, she's saying that everybody's got different interpretations, but it's still the same thing. Mm. She's still saying that, this, that it's the one same um, God, but then I think you're starting to question again the, the interpretation. The yeah. It's something which, which I also found very annoying. Um, it's almost like I didn't want to immediately go for there is no God. Um, of course you wouldn't do that. My approach was more like um, let, let somebody just question whether they, they found the truth about their God. Um, it's almost like this, this grade of, not incredulity, but grade of doubt. So first, maybe just doubt that you've got the true actual God. Then you can start looking deeper into whether the God exists. So, yeah. I don't think that's a very good approach. <laughs> Could I make a one quick... Like, what's the difference? What a variety it has if mm. we're trying to determine if something is real or not, exists or not, true or not. Can I make one quick... A variety quick... isn't like... Um, yes, that type. Sure. I would say my the point that I would make is um, there's a point... There's a, there's a, I would say everything up until the last two minutes of video that we had seen, so like for the first 15 minutes, when you ask her a question and you direct it to her, she appeals to the general state. So you ask her, like, how do you know? And she'll be like, well, most people just have to wait, or you just need to wait. But, like, you're, you're asking her specifically, how does she know, right? And her, the reason why she knows is because of her personal experience. And it took about 15 minutes for, for you to get to that proof that she has. But every other time you asked her that question, she would appeal to something in the general sense, or what other people tend to value or what faith is important in the general sense, but not specifically to her. And I think if, you, if two things to help with that, if you frame that the conversation is about specifically how she came to that conclusion, you'd be able to get to personal experience a lot faster because you did ask that question, why do you, what got you to such a high confidence? Like immediately after the scale, like what got you to that 95%? Like why are you so particularly you know, uh, confident on that? I think it would get you to the personal experience a little bit faster, and then you could uh, uh, have more time to uh, challenge that particular piece of evidence a bit more effectively. And actually, the personal experience did come up after the scale. It sure did. The personal experience that, that my mother would not tell me a lie, these came up immediately. Okay. And yeah. then I think you diverged and went to uh, the, the whole thing of um, uh, she's, she's talking about the religion, not about her personal belief. Mm. And what she believes is true. It's a good point. It's a good point. Mm. Good catch. Um, yeah, that's all I got. We got two more minutes left in the vid. You want to knock them out? Yeah. Let's go okay. Cool. But my kind of question is, is it possible then that that guy is wrong about whether Zeus exists? Well, he could be wrong. We could be wrong. Okay. Like, everyone could be wrong. Mm. So. so there's no way of figuring out until he's dead that I he's wrong. Know. So, if he can be wrong, and there's no way that he can figure out now that he can be wrong, is 90% the place where he should be? Like, if he feels so, yeah, okay. Okay. Um, last question. Okay. If he is at the 90%, 90% maybe 
that's what seems to mean different things to different people. Like 90% is, is way up there as in, I'm, I'm very confident that this is true, okay? Um, can that 90% make him kind of overlook things which are counter to, to this belief which he has arrived at? That depends on how open-minded he is, okay. I think. Um, it, yeah, it all depends on the person. Like some people are like, just got eye caps on and don't want to say anything else. Yeah. And yeah, it just depends on how open-minded he is and what he's willing to take in and like he has to decide for himself mm. whether it's happening. Okay. And, and those personal experiences that he has are, are going to probably be very formative in, in that process. Yeah. Okay, cool, Jenny. Thanks. That was a very cool conversation. Thanks. Um, yeah. What did you think about the conversation? Oh, well, that was interesting. It okay. Was fun. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, let me give you a card. <coughs> so if you'd ever like to chat again, I'd be more than happy to. Thanks. There's my email address at the front. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Enjoy cool. You too. Thanks. Bye, Bye Jenny. Good, I think you ended it on a nice note. I think it's, I think it's super yeah. positive. You said that you didn't think that the feeling was good at the end. I, I got... Care. So, that impression was really from how I felt ending that conversation. Mm. To me, it seemed as if she was closing up towards the end. It happened at about, uh, what was the timestamp? 1535, when she started to admit that everything could be wrong, anyone could be wrong. I could start to see the realization in her face. But it's not you who made her say that. It's her realizing, oh, if everyone could be wrong, that also includes me too. Hmm, I'm going to have to think about that. So it's not it's not a bad rec sign of recognition. It's not a bad recognition on, on her part. It's just that maybe the questionings that you got her to ask herself began to be uncomfortable for her. And that's at least a good sign okay. that she has those questions now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, um, looking back on it now, I, I wish I had framed that last question instead of going to the guy who believes in Zeus to ask her, you know, if there isn't a way that you can figure, or can this 90% stop you from looking at evidence which might be contrary to maybe to have made it more specific to her than going to the third party? Hmm. I think once you restated that she'd be 95%, even if, you know, someone isn't justified in actually being correct, like someone could be wrong and still be justified 95%, that's when I would throw out the scale and try a different thing altogether. Because that seems mm -hmm. more of like she's she's digging her position and not willing to drop it. And I think the better question might have been at that point, and I'm not, I, I think you did an incredible job, but it would have been interesting what she would answer if you asked her, what would get you in a higher confidence then? If you, you know you think you're confident and then follow that up with what would take you down from not from like completely down to zero percent but like you said you're 90 what would get you to like an 89 percent hypothetically but i'd follow it up mm. before I'd, I'd i'd set it up with what would take you higher first before we go into what takes you down that mm. way at least she now has a criteria of what it would take for her to change your confidence and then I, that'd and be a nice way to leave and I'm suspecting that that could have also clarified some of the um, miscommunication that I, I, um, I'm suspecting happened here. I think she would have answered something like, well, if she would be stronger, if her faith would be stronger, mm. she could get to the hundred. Um, 
I'm still thinking she's taught, she at the end is like um, the reason she's justified is because everybody is justified to believe whatever they want to. You're still talking about that thing and not are we justified to believe that things are true if mm. we don't have mm. reliable th methods for determining that they are true. I think we have. A, oh, go for it. One more thing. Um, yeah, it's it's really a language barrier, I think, as well, um, because. In South Africa, I found that people immediately associate belief. Oh, it's not just South Africa. You see it in a lot of the other SE videos as well. But belief is something that you do to conclude a God exists. People don't see as beliefs as uh, a way that they view the world in general. So, yeah, it, it's it's something where I've actually I'm wondering if I should completely stop using the word believe, believe and rather talk about do you think. Hey. Uh, to or are you convinced? General state. You can, yeah. yeah. I think there's a lot of words you should be able to use. I have this really mm. cool screenshot that I paused at completely by coincidence. I think it's kind of a cool thing that a lot of people don't normally get to see. It's the board that an SEer uses to keep notes on. Can you see the screen right now? Yeah. Uh, it says, it has some of the notes that you took. I think there's some interesting things on this. Like, one, you didn't start the timer, though you had the timer. Uh, can you explain your philosophy behind this? I actually like your perspective on it. So uh, what I found with the timer is, it, well, I think the timer is very cool because if somebody says they don't have that much time, you can ask them, cool, uh, let's maybe put a, a timer for five minutes. You you commit to five minutes only. I've got my out. But I also found that it put pressure on me. I felt like I, I need, I said I'll take five minutes, so I, I'm not <laughs> take more than five minutes. And it, it really rushed the conversation. We didn't get this moments like we had where, where we just talk a bit so i decided unless somebody specifically says they want to have it timed i don't time it right but it does lend that air of credibility to you know look at this guy's got a board and a timer this is serious right i've actually started my conversations with a five minute hourglass and i won't flip it at all in the conversation it's just there on the table and whenever the person's done talking that's when i'll whenever they're ready to get up and go that's when i'm ready to you know say hey Thank you very much for the conversation. But mm -hmm. the, the timepiece is there specifically just to let you know, hey, as a sign, if you really want to time this, I'm willing to flip it over and I won't waste any more of your time than that. I've, from your advice, I've started doing that. I also noticed that there's a lot of notes on this um, uh, board. Uh, do you Are you actively keeping notes as you talk? What I use my board for is just a sign of, hey, what you're saying is important to me. And I might scribble down like the first couple of things, or if I need to like pause them or slow them down just a little bit, if they're like giving me like a, a preach, I, I right, looking away from them and writing down on a piece of paper is a good way for them to like slow down on their right, because it shows that, hey, what you're saying is important, but mm. your tempo may be a little bit too fast for me. Can you slow it down so I can keep up? Now that we slow down, can I interject some questions real quick? Like I, I'll use it in those kinds of capacities too. Um, how, how do you feel? Um, so, I don't use it as much as I should. I think, like, here I missed something very important. I missed the doubts that she spoke about at the very start of the conversation. Mm. So, sometimes, if I'm really lost, I look down at the board and pick something up, which is interesting. Uh, what I've also found is it gives your IELTS something that they can look at to see that you're actually following what they're saying. So, they look down and they see, oh, yeah, that's what I said also gives them that bit of confidence, almost like reflecting without having necessarily to say it, that you're listening to what they're saying and picking up on what they say. Okay, cool. 
Any closing comments? We're at an hour now. I really like this talk because it gave me so much critique to give. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Oh, like, harsh. Because there was the miscommunication on that part. Harsh, harsh. To get that example so mm. that, you know, because I felt like I could really get into it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I would do. And that's, that's what I would cool. do. And um, it's, it's good to have... Uh, examples where you get to think a lot yeah yourself. and i think my takeaway would be it's sometimes it's very very subtle but you could talk past each other even in an essay conversation and i mm -hmm. think things didn't really improve until you took the moment to just recalibrate and like explain like a personal story and then get back into the talk and at that point she started to realize oh we're critiquing my position and you started asking much better questions in that second half and I think, um, yeah, uh, you shouldn't rush yourself. Uh, it's definitely, you may not be able to get a conversation like this in five minutes. So it's good that you took the time. I think you still asked her the quick questions. That's the change in the body language. And maybe if you had more time, you'd be able to like help, help her get over that uncomfortableness of it. But uh, overall, I think you did a great job, dude. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, how about we close the show? Linda, do you have any last Hail Marys that you want to throw in before we open up? I'm so ready to face. <laughs> I'm not really rusty at this. It should be more awkward. Okay, cool. Let's open up the vault. Opening up the vault! Okay, cool. I know so, you guys heard my red. We know it read. Uh, unfortunately, Ben <laughs> mercilessly got you back with Rusty. Anyway, let's go from the top of the show. At the top of the show, we're going over all the times we snuck in colors into the conversation. I said at the top of the show, uh, after we closed the vault, it's hard to teal what the IP is thinking. Teal? <laughs> <laughs> That's... It's apparently the the color only women know about. Because <laughs> if you ask a guy, it's a different color every single time. But it's kind of like a light green, I think. It's a light green. And then that got me teal. That got me with teal on the board. Uh, my next point was later on in the talk. I said that's uh, Ben. You're so sharp. Truthfully, I wouldn't have come up with that myself. Sharp truth. Sharp truths is a color. It's like a purple. Sharp truths. I'm trying to break up complicated things into like two different sentences so you guys won't catch it but i got a point there sharp truce and teal and then uh i just straight up threw out fandango no one called that i guess you guys didn't know that was a color it's also a shade of purple <laughs> and i said oh i think i said ben you got a lot of fandangos and no one called me on it i'm calling it and i also threw out gron as in like people like to sigh and groan Gron. Now, this is very dangerous. Now listen, 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 listen. You want to go? Neither of you know. Hey, you can throw out those words. We, if you, can, if you can. We write it with the dots on the O. And I pronounce it the way you say it. Gron, Gron. That's how you would say it. Hey, Linda, 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 Linda. That was for you. Linda, that was for you. Didn't call me it, but I got it. I got that point. And I, could, I was looking up Africans next, but uh, <laughs> then, so I'm on the board with. Four points already, but then Ben he does his little sneak of like, "Hey man, I don't think I can do any colors today." And Linda's like, "Yeah, these are impossible." And Ben's like, "Let's just wipe the slate clean. Slate's a color." He snuck in the board. Good job. And then at the end, we I'm at like four points. Ben's at one. Linda needs to get on the board. She got red. We let her have that. But immediately, Ben gets in there with Rusty, and that's the final <laughs> score with Ben tie with four points. 
Ben with two, Linda with one. That leaves Ty as the victor today for the happy humans. Woohoo! And it leaves what were the casual canines with one point still at this game? Casual canines? And the Nordic Neckos at one point still. Yay! Um, meow. <laughs> but next next episode, uh, Linda, you will get the stinker card. So uh, we'll do a quick little draft before we close by the end of today. Uh, you get to choose between uh, plugging a video or um, having a shameless plug of yourself or getting the last word. Um, I'll pick last word. Ben, what would you like to do? Shamelessly plug yourself or recommend a video? I'll try and usually plug myself for once. Nice. Linda, what <laughs> video would you like to recommend? What did I watch the last? I don't know. <laughs> What's, you have a vi bunch of videos behind you, too, on that wall. What's your favorite movie on that wall behind you? Maybe <laughs> Dead Poets Society. Oh, it's a good recommendation, yeah. Good Robin Williams at his best, I think. Yes, wonderful. Wonderful movie. You'll cry and laugh. It's a great movie. Uh, ben, shamelessly plug yourself. Go for it. Shamelessly plug. Cool. So you follow me in diesel underscore ACE on Twitter. Uh, I'm sitting at 82 followers. Super proud. And uh, my YouTube channel is Seas of Thought SE. Cool. And. My final word is Ben, or there's a guy named Danny starting a SE show in Austin, Texas, alongside the Atheist Experience and Talk Heathens. He's looking for a name for his show. My idea for the show's name is Squirtle for Life. <laughs> Squirtle for Life is my recommendation for it. And in, we'll close on the show with our catchphrase, I am both rubber and glue, and on three... Two, one, I am both rubber, I am both rubber and, and glue. glue. See you next time, guys. We always confuse Linda. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Street epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.